How are we feeling? Buenos dias, good afternoon. We had a beautiful uh, time this morning. And I pray that we continue that for the second part of today's uh, service. For those that don't know me, my name is Robert. And uh, we're going to continue with life hacks. Was that Brother Rob? <laughs> or Brother Rob? Um, how are you guys enjoying the, the series so far, Life Hacks? I heard uh, the last one from last week with uh, Brother Melvin. Everyone's getting a brother now. Brother Melvin, Brother Sam, everybody. <laughs> brother Sister, right? <laughs> uh, but it was good. It was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and we're going to continue that today with, uh, with Life Hacks. Um, the message of today, it's titled The Tongue. The Tongue. Exactly. Ooh. The Tongue. And the same way that uh, we can go to the doctor and get our checkup, our physical checkup, uh, we can also look at our tongue and check our spiritual health. See the condition of our hearts. Are you guys ready to go to the doctor this morning? <laughs> take out your tongue. Take out your tongue. Ah. <laughs> the tongue is so it's basically the window into the heart and mind of a person. The same way we go to the doctor and by the look of our tongue. Uh, the doctors can tell so many things about our health. Uh, for example, if you if you have a a black and a little bit hairy tongue, those are, those might be signs of diabetes. That is bad. Or if your tongue is super super red like a strawberry, it might be you might be lacking uh, vitamin B or iron. The, this same concept applies uh, to our speech and selection of words. What comes out of our mouth is an accurate index of our health. It zooms in into the condition of our hearts and our soul. And this is why this life hack, this uh, message of the tongue is so important. Our words have the power to reveal our character and who we are. But also, our words have the power to shape the world that we live in. Our words have the power to shape the relationships we're in. Our words have the power to shape the congregation or family that we're a part of. So today we're going to look at James. We're going to continue to read the book of James. Uh, so if you have your Bible, if you have your iPhone, uh, take out, uh, look for the book of James. We're going to be reading out of chapter 3, uh, verses 1 through 12. Uh, if you, for whatever reason, you don't have it, uh, we will do our best uh, with the media team uh, to put up all of the verses up for you guys. Um, but before we start, we're going to get two things out of this passage and I want you guys to pretend that uh, James he's actually a doctor today and uh, he's gonna give us a few diagnoses of our tongue this morning 
Uh, so the first thing we're going to get from James in this passage is uh, that the diagnosis of the natural nature of our tongue. But we're also going to get a life hack. Glory to God. We're going to get a life hack, a prescription per se, on how to deal with that on a daily basis. So who's ready to get checked out this morning by Dr. James? Amen. Let us start with uh, verse 1. We have it up there. Thank you, media team who's up there now. All right, all right. James chapter 3 verse 1 starts. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. So this is more like an alert, right? Like, hey, and, and I don't want to take this uh, verse to discourage anyone from wanting to teach, right? But this is just a caution. This doctor is telling us, hey, caution, if you want to preach, if you want to teach, right? Or if you're an elder uh, and you're going to give wisdom to someone through the words of God, just beware, you will be judged with greater strictness. So a lot of responsibility comes to those that teach, preach, anyone that's an elder, anyone that's leading a ministry. And you're using the word of God. Strictness. More than anyone else. This is why we need to be careful when we say, hey, God told me. So, again, there's nothing wrong with that. But just know that, hey, the minute you say God told me, God's like, go ahead, go ahead. What did I tell you? So, just be sure. Amen? We cannot afford to be careless with that. I'll give you a, a, a quick example. About two years ago, um, when, when we started the whole Brother Rob thing, that was actually Marianne. She kind of pushed that, too. Um, she said, oh, I like that name, Brother Rob. So I started an IG account. I was like, oh, I'm going to post a motivation. I'm, I'm, no, this is what I did. I, I said, I'm going to do a verse of the day every day for 365 days, right? Super difficult, first of all. Don't try that. Super difficult. But I did start the blog. And uh, what I realized was that it was, it was empty, right? It was just me uh, taking a scripture and putting it out there, right? It was, there was no learning. There was no uh, impartation from it. There was, there was nothing, you know. And this is where, where this message takes us. It's like when you're going to represent God, make sure that you know everything that you're saying in its entirety. I'm not saying that you need to go to college and get a seminary degree, but study the word deep in its roots. We go to verse 2. For we all stumble in many ways. And if any does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man. Able also to bride his whole body. Who's perfect in here? By show of hands, raise your hands if you're perfect. None of us, no one here, not one is perfect. Not one of us has never said anything wrong. I think all of us, if we all look at ourselves at one point or another, we cause someone to stumble because of our words. 
If we put bids into the mouths of a horse so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. That's the part of the teaching part. Every time anyone that has influence over someone and is using the word of God, you have major influence over that person. So you need to make sure that you hold yourself accountable and make sure that you're right with God. Make sure that you're understanding scriptures. Amen. And this is the first diagnosis that Dr. James gives us. You can go on to the next slide. First diagnosis is that the words that come out of our mouths are powerful, positively or negatively. The tongue may be small, but it can do a lot of damage. We all know the phrase, stick and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Is that true? Not true. Words, words hurt. By a show of hands, who here has received an offensive word at one point or another, at any point in your life? And to be honest, this message about the tongue is not just what we say, but what about what we type? I know we're all about technology. We sometimes now type more than we actually speak, right? Text message, Facebooking right dms so everything that we talk about today is going to cover also how we express ourselves through te technology and i'll give you one example i remember when i first got out of college my first job i was there for four years i lost that job i got fired from that job i think it's the only job i got fired just based on something that i did that i had you know that i actually could have done something better about it um, but I got fired over a, a nasty email that I sent. Um, you know, I, uh, there was a young lady. Uh, she, she started after me, um, but she got promoted before me. And, uh, you know, this one Friday, she sent an email for, for me to do something for her. <laughs> I was already angry at the fact that she got promoted. I was jealous, right? I was hating. I was hating. I'm like, why is girl just got here? And uh, she sent me an email, said, hey, I need help. Can you, can you handle this? Ba, 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 ba. I send an The minute I hit send, I'll never forget. Yeah, I, re I, I hit send. I was like, this is not going to be good. <laughs> that, that happened on a Friday, Monday morning. I'll never forget this, 930. This never happened to me. So it's in my, it's in my brain. Uh, my boss comes with a box. Say, hey. He was like, why did you do it? <laughs> why did I do it? Because I, I couldn't control myself. I was bitter. I was angry. I was upset. I was jealous. And I just had to send it. Although I knew it was going to be bad, I had to do it. And sure enough, I got fired from that job. And the only reason I share this, guys, is because a lot of the situations we find ourselves in have to do with the words that we use, our word selection, how we treated someone, what was our tonality when speaking to someone. Anyone, anyone here that's in, a, in marriage, you know what I'm talking about. So what do we do? What's the life hack for these 
situations. When you're jealous, when you're frustrated, what's the life hack? What is James telling us? Life hack number one. Shut up. That's it. Shut up. Learn to shut up, especially when you're angry. Had I not sent that email, I probably could have gotten more years out of that job. It was a great job. But I didn't know how to shut up. I had to hit send. Life hack number one. With an, a tongue that we cannot tame, learn to shut up. Mark 7, 14, verse through 15 is not up there, but I'm going to share. It says, and he called the people to him again and said to them, hear me all you and understand. There's nothing outside of a person that by going into him can defile him. But the things that come out of a person's mouth is what defiles them. That girl sent that email to me. It could have been nasty too. But what really messed up the situation, what came out of my side, what, def what defiles us is what comes out of us. Sometimes we can be in a situation where they're making bad jokes or, or things that are not Christ-like. You can hear it. Now, if you go back home and you repeat it, that's what defiles your soul. As believers, we should learn when and how to speak. It's not wise to always speak your mind. You know, we, we live in this society where speak your mind. Everybody got an opinion, especially on Facebook and Twitter. Speak your mind. Speak your mind. That may not be the wise thing. It might be better to shut up. You can tell the maturity of a person if they're able to just stay quiet. If they're able to shut up. If they know when to speak. And like I said, sometimes it has to do with how you say it. For those that are in marriage or if you're in a place of work with your leading people, how you talk to people says a lot about you and how you're feeling that day. You know, we, we live in the, in the clapback society, right? It's encouraged. Oh, what is this person going to say? Clap back. Shut up. Pastor Bellamino is not here today, but I was sharing this with the, with the Spanish uh, service. He told me one thing that's it's a lifelong lesson in marriage. And he basically said, Robert, there's going to be times when you're going to be with Monica. And you're going to need to learn how to just take a gulp of air and not say a word. No matter what kind of missiles come in your way, you need to shut up. Never forget that. No clapbacks. The minute we start the clapback, if my wife throws a missile at me, you know, for whatever situation she's going through, and I throw one back, now we got the boxing gloves on, right? Now it's a match. It's a battle. Now we're about to fight verbally. But if one of us has the wisdom to say, yeah, no, nah, I'm not even going to pick these up. This ain't for me. Then the fight dies down. But if neither of us has the wisdom to control our mouths, what happens? 
And you guys know it starts with little things, right? Like when we first um, got married, my wife, she's big on throwing the garbage on time and uh, keep it, turning the lights off. You know, she grew up here, so I guess they're always, you know, conserving lights. I spent a lot of my, my, my childhood in the yard, so we were like, lights go off when the, when the lights literally go off in the whole town. So I never turn off my lights. I always forget. I'm really bad at that. So for us, we would struggle that uh, with that early in our marriage. She would say, oh, you forgot to throw out the garbage. And then that, that, would, that would start on a Monday, and then it would carry through Saturday. It would just be like a big explosion. And it was that little flame. But sometimes maybe she could have said it in a nicer way, right? That maybe would have made a difference, right? So we always got to check ourselves before we speak. Let's continue. Verse number four. You guys are still with me, James. James number four. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So Dr. James has given us a comparison of this big ship. This will be us, our body, and this little object that's controlling this ship. This little tongue, this little organ of ours is controlling us. Verse number five. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. I was, we were talking about fire earlier. How many of you guys set any fires with your words? I'll tell you. I, one time, uh, my mom's not here so we can share this, but I almost burned my parents' house down one time. I was, I was cooking, watching ESPN at the same time totally forgot about the stove i was sitting watching espn and all i heard was i got up i go to the kitchen um i see the frying pan on fire right so i'm like all right what do i do i i, I don't know what i went to get by the time i go back i see the flames rising they're already almost touching the ceiling of my house of my parents house the little townhouse so i'm like oh what am i gonna do i grab the pan I'm like, I'm going to throw it outside. As I'm grabbing the pan, going outside, the flame spills over the bathroom door. So now the door is getting some fire. I open the main door. When I open the door, the wind blows all the flame onto my arm. I go outside like a man made. I throw the, the frying pan on the grass. My neighbor's like, what's wrong with that guy? Right? So now that flame is burning the, the outside area. The point I'm trying to make is the flame kept growing. And that's what happens with our words. Jeff might tell Steph something. I'm going to pick on you because Marvin's not here, man. So you're it. Jeff might tell uh, Steph something on Monday. It might be something little. But if it's not corrected, that little flame is going to keep growing and growing and growing and growing. Verse number six. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, 
and set on fire by hell. This is important. James is comparing the tongue to a fire, the unrighteousness, the things that are not from God. This is what I keep saying. The natural state of our tongue before we come to Christ is a nasty, evil tongue, deceitful. But glory to God that through his mercy and grace, we've been able to change that. At least most of us, right? Verse number seven. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Jeff, I want you to look at me. You're never, ever, you're never going to be able to contain Steph's tongue. The same for you, Steph. You're never going to control Jeff. Ever. So you can give that fight up now. Put the boxing gloves down. You're both going to lose. It's untamed. You, you can't control it. So this is the diagnosis. This is what James tells us. Diagnosis number two for your notes. Our tongue can stain... And it's hard to control. It can leave a long-lasting stain. When, when I almost burned my parents' kitchen down, after I was able to uh, figure out the flame and control that, there was the aftermath. The cabinets were black. The door was black. It was, it was bad. It was not looking good. But it leaves a stain and it's hard to control. Martin Luther has a great quote that says, the tongue is on a wet spot, and that's why it easily slips in and out. We can't control our own tongue, but we learn how to train lions and elephants. So what do we do? What's the life hack? Life hack number two. After we do the mess... After we threw the spark, after we threw that jab at one another, the only thing we could do is go back and try to clean it up. We can go back and say, I'm sorry, right? After I figure out the fire that was in, in, in my mom's house, I had to clean it up, right? I had to go get some paint, paint the, paint the door, paint the cabinets, clean up the mess. My question to you this morning is, what have you burned down in the past? Which I burned down the kitchen. Which room in the house you burned down? Is it your marriage in your bedroom? Is it your relationship with your kids in their room? What have you burned down? Is it a relationship among brother and sister in church? This happens a lot when, when, we're, when we're serving together and, and, and we're close and we're comfortable. Sometimes we might say something that might offend the other person. That's why we need to be careful when we speak to one another in love. And what really gets us in trouble is our tonality. Because we can all have the same purpose and goal when we're serving and working together. But maybe that one day 
your tongue was a little salty. And you threw that little spark to somebody. But if you, if you did, the life hack would be go back and clean it up. If you know you threw that spark, go back and clean it up. Don't allow your pride, your jealousy, your guilt, your fears. Go back and clean it up. The girl that uh, I got fired because of my email, fast forward a couple, six, five years, because in the, in the industry that I'm in, we got to work together again, her and her job, me and my other job. So we were able to clean that up a little bit. We were young. We were in our 20s. Now we're in mid-30s. We are able to clean that up. Pray to God to give you that opportunity so that you can use the fruits of the spirits to be able to say, hey, man, I'm sorry. I messed up. Forgive me. Show forgiveness, love, care. I know it's hard, but pray to God that the Holy Spirit will lead you that way. And how do we know that we can clean up this mess? How do we know that we can have the strength and the guidance to clean up this mess? Let's continue reading. Are you with me? Verse number nine. Verse number nine. With it, we bless our Lord and Father. He's referencing the tongue. With the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. You cannot bless and curse someone. If you are of God, if you consider yourself a Christian, Christ-like, your same tongue cannot be cursing and blessing someone. They cancel each other out. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. How's your tongue this morning? Is it producing saltiness, regret? jealousy anger check yourself we're in the doctor's office today ask yourself what's what's the condition of my tongue this morning and what's causing it is it salty or is it producing fresh water for someone is it causing someone to stumble or is it uplifting somebody what is it? It's one or the other. And James gives us the third diagnosis. And this is how we know we can go back. The reason we know we can go back and fix that problem is because, yes, we know the tongue can stain, but it can also uplift. And as believers of Christ, we should never, ever forget that. Your tongue can uplift someone. Yes, we can cause damage if we're not in the right mind frame and the right spirit. But it can also uplift. So what do we do with that? Well, we know that we can uplift. What's the life hack that we have? Life hack number three for your notes. Speak up. While you have the time. 
When I burned down my mom's kitchen, I knew what time she was getting home from work. So I had about four or five hours to clean everything up. Went to Home Depot, got a bucket of white paint, painted the door, painted the cabinet. I had time to go back and fix that. I'll share this because it's really not part of the message, but my mom did find out about the house burning down. And it wasn't even because uh, what I had cleaned up, because what I cleaned up looked great, but she had a, a plastic plant on top of one of their cabinets. And when she came home, she noticed that the plant was a little melted. <laughs> so that gave it away. But I cleaned up everything else. Everything else looked great. I went back and I cleaned it. I had the time. So if we that are all here today, physically and able to come to this service, we have the time to go back and revisit those little sparks that we threw with your wife, with your mom, with your sister, with your brother and sister in Christ, in this congregation, in this community. We have the time. If we're here, we have the time now to fix that. That's the life hack. That's the best way to navigate through life. Forgive those while we're here. Go back. Clean up that mess. You might be thinking, man, but how? Like, how can I actually do that? How do I get there? And again, I'll say this again. Check the condition of your heart. The tongue is the window to your soul. How is your heart doing this morning? And I know I, I keep uh, picking on, on those that are in a relationship. But that's because I know. I get it. Every day is a potential bout, right? Ding, the alarm goes on. Ding, 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 right? And it's literally who's going to go pick up the glove first? There's days that you both stay in your corner right there's days that everything's smooth but man there are mornings where it's ding 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 and it's on you forgot this oh well you didn't do that my line jeff am i lying it's about but we have the time to fix it Let's go to Matthews 12.34. And this is how we can go back. You brought a vipers. How can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Just for the record, guys, we are evil people. Let's get real. We're selfish. Let's be real. Let me give you assurance on how we can fix this. And with this, I'm going to close the message. Proverbs 16.1. The plans of the heart belong to men, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Question to you this morning is, have you given your tongue to God? Have you given, given that part of your body 
to God. Like anything else with this walk with Christ, is either heads or tails. You either give your tongue to God or you don't. Your tongue is either yours or the Holy Spirit controls it. Which one? We either surrender it or we don't. The, re the renewing grace of God alone, it's the only thing that can prepare us to have a renewed tongue. Amen? This teaches us that we are not sufficient ourselves. This is not something you can do yourself to control your tongue. Men think and speak freely. They are not forced. But God rules their thoughts and words for his glory and purpose. No man, hear me this, no man can speak wisely without the grace of God. Not no one, not you, not I, not no one. Everything that's wise and good and loving comes from the grace of God. Men speak according to their depraved hearts. That's our condition. Our hearts are depraved. We are corrupt. We are ignorant, deceitful. Above all things, we're wicked. I'm telling you flat out the truth. If you really, really deep down into the depth of your souls, you open up that window and you go through it. Let's be real. There's some nasty stuff in there. Glory to God, though. Our thoughts and our words are slaves to our sins. When I sent that email that I couldn't control myself, it was a selfish move. It was a jealous move. I was, it was, I was connected to my sin. That's why I couldn't control it. That's why even though I knew I was going to get fired, even though I knew it was going to be bad, I had to send. Even though she says something, Jeff, and you knew there was going to be bad, you knew dinner was not going to be good, you just had to say it. You couldn't just do it quietly. You had to speak your mind. We're depraved and wicked. So we either take the crown off from ourselves or give it to God. You either hold on to the crown or you give it to God. Which one is it? A lot of times what we do is we take the crown off, but we don't necessarily hand it over. We hold on to it. And that's where the fight comes. Because you still got your boxing gloves on. You're not releasing this to God. You're not saying, hey man, it's out of my hands. Am I speaking to somebody? Because I know I go through it. Let it go. Now, once we get to that stage of having a renewed tongue, this is what it should sound like. A renewed tongue is constantly, constantly praising God, good or bad. 
When I got that email, my tongue was not renewed, not one bit. She could have sent me that nasty email, but because my tongue was not renewed, I had to lash out. I could have just praised God and said, hey, man, thank you for giving me this job. Pray for her, right? Because she was starting a new position. Praise for, praise, pray for her. A renewed tongue is constantly praying to God. We are called to be in constant prayer. And when I say constant prayer, no te digo, uh, how do you say vigilia in, in, in English? Uh, like when you're praying for like 12 hours in a row. That's not what I mean. I mean constant prayer in your thoughts, every action that you do, everything that you do for his glory. You're in constant prayer. And the last thing that you'll notice on renewed tongue do is that it's constantly preaching the gospel at all times. When's the last time you preached the gospel to someone? Let's be real. I'm not saying come to church type thing. I'm saying that you really pour your heart out to someone and say, hey, this is what God did for me. This is where he took me out of. This is what he can do for you preaching the gospel constantly sharing your testimony you know what else comes out of a, a renewed tongue you can easily confess your sins to God you can pour yourself out to him not only to him but to your brothers and sisters in Christ with one another because now what happens is if Jeff has a renewed tongue and he's able to confess his sin and she has a renewed tongue. Now she can uplift Jeff. Because your tongues are renewed. And that's what the body of Christ is meant to do. I'm going to ask you guys to stand. Before we close out in prayer. But before we do. I'm going to share a testimony. This past week, Monica and I, we were able to host in our home. And when I say host, it's just literally we just opened up our house. We didn't lead it or anything because we're not expert in that. But we hosted uh, a workshop on how to learn how to share your testimony to someone in, you know, in five minutes or less. Like if you're stuck in the elevator and you're going to have a conversation with someone and you know this is the end. How do you do that, right? So it was a workshop on that. And uh, there was a lady that uh, she shared uh, this story. This, this is something that happened to her that I'm going to share with you because it, it took me to this in terms of uh, a renewed tongue and preaching the gospel. This lady, about a month ago, she was having uh, electrical issues in her house with her lights. They were not working properly. So she was asking around in the in the community, you know, gated community up in Pembroke Pines. Uh, her neighbors, hey, anybody know any electricians? Um, good to happen that one of her uh, neighbors was an electrician. So invites the guy over. Uh, she, uh, she made some coffee. Uh, he checks, he assessed the situation of the lights. Uh, they talk about their kids. Uh, they talk about their vacation. Uh, they talk about the pets that they have. The guy says, hey... I'm going to come back on Tuesday. I got you. 
gonna fix the lights for you. She's happy, he's good. He comes back on Tuesday. Uh, she makes him lunch. He fixes the house. They continue to talk about the holidays and what they're gonna do for uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and, and work and life and yada, yada, yada. She gets her life fixed. She's happy. Everything's good. A couple weeks forward, like three or four weeks forward, she's in her living room with her lights on, watching TV, watching Channel 7 News, and she sees this incident that happens in her complex about a full family that they found dead. Come to find out, the guy that was in her living room fixing her lights four weeks after that, go ahead and commit suicide not only he commits suicide he kills his wife not only does he commit suicide and kills his wife he kills the grandmother not only he commits suicide kills his wife and the grandmother but they kill the three kids and here this lady talking to us and she's like i'm sitting in my living room with my lights on and I had this man in my house for two days, almost four or five hours in my house. And not one time did I preach the gospel to him. Not one time. We spoke about vacations. We spoke about our kids and how we're doing in school. We, we spoke about politics. And not one time. She opened up her tongue to preach the gospel to this person. When was the last time you were faced with the opportunity to preach the gospel to someone? When was the last time you were able to activate your renewed tongue to praise God? As believers, we should learn to shut up when angry and praise God. As believers, we need to go back, fix the damages that we caused. And through that, pray to God for help and his grace. We should share our testimony, our gospel. We need to open up our mouths while we have the time. That lady had the time. But she didn't open up her tongue. She didn't think about that. But everyone that's here today, everyone that's here this morning came to the doctor. Everyone got the diagnosis. Everyone got the prescription, the life hacks. Now what are we going to do as the body of Christ? Are we going to have the courage to go back and fix those fires? Are we going to have those conversations as husband and wives? And be able to say, I'm sorry to one another. Are we going to be, be able to put those boxing gloves away? And allow the Holy Spirit, allow the fruits of the Holy Spirit to work in us. And be able to say, hey, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Have grace over me. Or are we going to continue to give out that flame, those sparks? How are you going to shape your world? How are you going to shape your kid's world? As a husband, how are you shaping the world of your wife with your words and your tongue? As a member of this church, 
How are you shaping the life of this church, the spiritual life of this church? How are you uplifting your pastors, your leaders, everyone that serves? Is your tongue being salty? Is your tongue full of regret? Ask yourself that question this morning. Are you preaching the gospel? Do you even know what to say? Do you even know what that looks like? Let us pray this morning. a renewed tongue Lord and we pray that the Holy Spirit gives us the opportunity to speak up and uplift those in need Lord we thank you Jesus for this time and to you humbly we come to you and pray in Jesus name we pray